1: Mm, so that's from Jojo. <laughs> Valentine's Day is coming. Where's your boyfriend? You're sitting at home lonely. Anyway, this one is from um, Yao in Achimota. He said, "You're saying that what on Vows Day flowers? Okay." Elvis in Achimota also says money. That's how we wrap up on today's edition um, of Sunday Edition here on Joy ninety nine point seven FM. Would be Maxwell. But let me say good evening, going out to you. two of my young friends doing the listening right now, Ajele and Ajoko. Good evening, going out to you, and also happy birthday to you, uh, MFA in Tiamwa Early. Happy birthday, and then Mamie um, C Thompson it was your birthday this week. Happy birthday, also going out to you from the news team. Bye bye. Springboard is up next with Reverend Albert Okran.
2: Check one, two. Playlist, <clears throat> Adina. Really Let me talk to me. Yeah. Life is short, so you for live.
1: Springboard, your virtual university. My name is Albert Okran, welcoming you to this beautiful evening and to your most inspirational show and the point of convergence for the greatest minds. I'm being this with the support of the virtual academic board chaired by comfort with support from Matthew, Emmanuel, Isaac, Priscilla, and of course today joining us for On this beautiful day, I matriculate you into a week in which you will excel Spiritually, in your leadership, emotionally, financially, I mean, like, like that one, financially, mm-hmm. professionally, and in every other area of your life. And if you will, simply say amen. Mm-hmm. And may you stay safe and may the Lord cover you in this very difficult season of our lives. Mm-hmm. Springboard is brought to you by the Springboard Roadshow Foundation and powered by your superstation Joy 99.7 mm-hmm. FM. We are also on Facebook youtube and by extension a number of online brands and you can enjoy the experience they're talking about youtube check out my youtube page albert okran for part two of that amazing experience on top of mount Afaja or Afaja too so in part one you saw comfort and i sharing with you the climb <laughs> and all the outs. i promised you that it was going to be amazing part two will be even more special 12 lessons from the mountain top look out for that video and take time to subscribe to the youtube channel so you can get updated on every single thing that comes up with, our broadcasts and our videos. Springboard is made possible by the kind of some of Ghana's finest brands committed to the development of our human capital. Let me say a big thank you to MTN, MTN, Pulse, just B, UMB Bank, UMB Speed Up, Digibank, let's go. The enterprise group enterprise your advantage and our print media partner, the graphic communications group. Our thematic focus of 2021 is simple repositioning somebody says why do i need to reposition because you must review the past redesign the present and very importantly
0: spin your passion into a business of shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout let's hear that one more time
1: hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI USLC. We imagine the future. The assumptions based on which we lived our lives even two years ago have been so radically changed that we can't continue living life as we used to. Something must shift. And that is probably the reason why tonight's discussion is extremely important. So on the first of February, we had a new CEO. The whole of Ghana was looking out for the name Nana Jimo Bene, the new CEO of the UNB Bank. I have the honor and the privilege to host him here today on your virtual university, finding out who he is, where he came from, (laughs) how the journey has been, what are the learnings, what should we expect, and who is the person behind the nice suit. Nana
5: Bene, good to see you. Great to see you, Reverend. And uh, do you, do you like own, my yes, and the honour and privilege is uh, definitely mine uh, to be here this evening. This is your
1: home. This is the virtual university. It's your home, and once you're here, you're faculty.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so, so how has the past week been settling on your role? It's been very gratifying. I, I mean, as as the news went out, I was uh, very pleased and uh, humbled I suppose by uh, all the various messages I receive from loads of people who've been part of my journey for many years and and, and there are some people I haven't spoken to in like 20 years that I had the opportunity to um, sort of uh, get back in touch with Um, and and I think that energised me meeting the team in UMB has also been really delightful um, even as I sort of start to get uh, the ropes there and find my way around so i must say i've had uh, a great week and i'm um, i'm very very blessed by by the overwhelming sentiment as
1: people reach out to you what is the overwhelming sentiment you get one word or one one thing that
5: describes the
1: overwhelming sentiment
5: well most people who have Who've known me, known, know I've been in banking for the last maybe 23 years or so, and so um, it's not one of surprise, but one of uh, endorsement, um, one, one of uh, uh, the overarching uh, emotion. I think people feel... Um, Confident in, in what I can do. And, and that's for me is one of those things that have uh, really encouraged me um, as I look forward to, to, to my new role and my new challenge. And how do you yourself feel? Um, you know what, Albert? I mean, 23 years almost to the day when the announcement came out, I, I walked into Merchant Bank as a fresh graduate. Um, and there were giants of industry who were working in Merchant Bank associated with Merchant Bank as you may know Merchant Bank spawned a number of new businesses um, and new banks new financial institutions out of there and it was a team that was working around there then who did this so I I feel buoyant because I'm actually standing on the shoulders of some great people great Ghanaian people who have built a very strong franchise with a very strong brand And um, that that, if you like, um, energizes me um, as I look forward to um, my sort of tenor with uh, with uh, my first love. So it's almost like a a homecoming. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we've uh, UMB now has gone through quite a lot of development since those sort of early days. It has emerged from what was very much a niche corporate uh, banking institution into a universal uh, banking and financial services franchise. Um, Some of the things that have stayed constant is um, its proud heritage as a Ghanaian Ghanaian indigenous uh, bank, um, and, and, and and for me, that really resonates with me because I'm, I'm really one of those people who is very, very, very proud to be Ghanaian, um, and therefore, having to work with a indigenous Ghanaian bank after spending time working with um, international franchises for me is a, a fitting sort of icing on the cake um, for now. Let me take you back to
1: the period between when you worked. Into UMB, and when you walk in again, your second coming. If I use these words, <laughs> in between, give us an, a, an idea about your professional journey. Yes, and, and and those are the ones that I love to hear about—the the ins <laughs> and the outs, the corners and the curves.
5: Yeah, I, I mean, Albert, I I really wish I could sort of uh, get you behind my eyeballs to be able to. It's been an amazing journey for me, uh, and amazing mostly because of all the sorts of wonderful people I've met on this journey. I, I spent. Initial two years in a merchant bank, uh, working with some truly amazing people who, um, and some of whom I'm still in touch with. Um, and then I, I got uh, privileged to join the Barclays uh, PLC's business leadership program. So at that, sta- at that time, the Barclays group had wanted to put together. Uh, Pan-African Group of Management Trainees. I knew knew about that. Yes, and the the idea then was to uh, train, if you like, the future leaders for their franchises in Africa. And uh, I was uh, blessed to get uh, a space on on, on that uh, business leadership uh, um, program. And then I spent two and a half really exciting years um, spending time in London training with the London management team and then spending time um, in East Africa um, and in Ghana as well. Um, so after I, I spent about a year or so um, on the program, I graduated of the, uh, the management uh, program and my first assignment was actually in uh, Uganda. Wow. So I went to Uganda um, as uh, the head of retail for the then Barclays franchise in Uganda, which is our, a small business.
1: business let Me interrupt a bit. How different is Uganda from Ghana culturally?
5: Well, put it this way Albert, when I went my first day in Kampala, I just kept telling everybody this is so much like Kumasi, really. Yes, because the culture and the, and the buzz in the place it, it reminded me so much of Kumasi, uh, uh, those days. And so, the people so you would have called this Kuganda, yes, you know, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Wow. It, it, it was good fun, and the people. Themselves, uh, because for me, it's really the people that make the place. Was it retail? it culture? What, what about? Well, the Ugandans are also entrepreneurial, okay. um, but they also have a, um, a sort of a camaraderie that okay. reminds me of you know when, it, when you are in Kumasi and you enter a taxi, within two minutes, the next person there strikes a conversation with you, and they can tell you their whole life story. Okay and in uganda i found the same thing i found people who just come up to you open their homes to you have that sort of conversation and for a young boy who had gone on his first assignment outside i mean i was less i was about 28 29 years old um and so for me um on my own it was a suitable welcoming environment uh, which enabled me to thrive okay. uh, in that. So the, the Uganda held very great memories for me. Right. So I spent about two years in Uganda, um, and then I moved on to my next assignment, which was a, a regional job uh, for Barclays, but based out of Nairobi. So I then moved to Nairobi. Now, Nairobi was very different from uh, Uganda. in Kenya. So that's in Kenya. Um, because I found the Kenyans to be more... Reserved, a bit more taciturn. I used, I tease them all the time that they are the Europeans of Africa. Wow. So they weren't as expressive, if you like. As they used to tell me that the West Africans were. Um, and I teased, what explains what explains that from your from what you said. I suppose culturally. Um, so w- when you in Kenya, the two tribes I found who were very similar to the West African tribes who are the Luos and the Luyes, uh, but the Kikuyus, uh, they are, their culture is a bit different. I think culturally they are more of a reserved uh, kind of uh, people. That's what you found yourself. Uh, yes, and, 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 and the Maasai as well are also a bit of a reserved kind so of people. The Maasai have something in common with uh, the northern region of Ghana, but they are not as expressive. Um, and so that's part of it. And, are, you, are, you, are you a fan of studying cultures and human behavior? I spend time wondering about what happened 200 years ago and what impact it's, it's had on us now. Uh, so I love culture. I, I really do. So she I
1: meet my friend Kofida, former CEO of Lanka. he's not master Mastercard. He oh,
5: a lot of reading about ancient
1: history and he said, he's an engineer. So Yes. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. He's engineer, wonderful. And wonderful. And you miss history.
5: Yes. Wonderful. Talk about Alessandra, the ingredients and things like that. <laughs> so I spent, I mean... In Uganda, and particularly in Kenya, I travelled the length and breadth of Kenya. I went into most of their villages because I made friends there. The thing about the Kenyans I found was, even though they were a bit more reserved at the beginning, unlike the Ugandans who were very open... Um, Once they realized that you had an interest in them, they embraced you and actually I've had some really strong relationships, almost like family, uh, all over these years, which we still maintain. And they opened their homes to me, not only their homes, their their villages. And so I got to understand their culture. I got to understand the people in there. Um, Learned a bit of Swahili while I was uh, was sort of working there. So it was uh, another two or so years of... uh, great fun um as i sort of uh, got uh, integrated into 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 their into their lives right. um and, and so i was working uh, f- first in kenya and then i had responsibility for uh, the east african sort of franchise in there okay. um and then come um i think 2004 and 2005 um i got another assignment this time in johannesburg looking after uh, smes For the Barclays African franchise uh, business. So I had to move into Johannesburg uh, which was another fun fun time. Johannesburg is a fast city as you well know um, and at that time it was happening. Uh, Most uh, young Africans who wanted international careers were based out of Johannesburg. Even though there uh, is a lot of crime in Johannesburg thankfully I was spared that. Um, But there was a lot to do uh, uh, there. It was Like living in Europe or America, but being in Africa at the time. The economy was booming um, and uh, the rising emerging um, black uh, middle class was was coming up as well. So it was a good time um, for me to experience businesses that were being spawned entrepreneurship at at its best. Um, And I also then experienced a lot of the Southern African countries uh, because I was working in the sort of... uh, African head, head office and there were people from all, all, all walks of life in there. Um, I got exposed to some of the tensions that was the result of the apartheid that they had been through all along and, and, try, and got to sort of understand the mindset a little bit. For me it helped me a lot because I, 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 I grew and I developed in terms of um, managing people and understanding where people are coming from um, and, and in life. Um, because whether we like it or not, it always has an impact in terms of the work, it does. The work that we do. So I have very fond memories of, uh, of Johannesburg. Right. Um, after that, I went to spend uh, two years in London, lived through the winters, and I was working in the uh, Barclays PLC. Um, and Is the, that one the Docklands? Yes, um, okay. the Canary Wharf. Canary Wharf, yes. yes.
1: You know, Canary Wharf, I, I have a very interest, serious interest in Canary Wharf because of the colony. Oh, right, absolutely. So, it used to be like the quality of absolutely. the quality that we have now, yeah. And yep. ostensibly, Margaret Thatcher decided to transform mm. what was their quality mm. mm. into an um, an, a, 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 a new hub, mm-hmm. a new mm-hmm. top of the range place. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when you go to that place, the, all the banks have their headquarters there. And whenever I see it, mm-hmm. you get to see. The water again, and you see how they literally have to reclaim the water and build yeah. them on it—the yeah. skyscrapers—and really yes. yes. yes.
5: tell us what is possible. Yeah. At the yeah. colleague, yes. With, with, yes. with vision and with, with leadership, absolutely. The, the possibilities, I think, are endless if you think about how she managed to convince all these big businesses to yes. invest there, even though it was inconvenient for them because yes. they were based in, in the middle of the city, and now they had to sort of move here to try and do. it But it's been an experiment that has worked very well. Um, the real estate areas around that place all sort of developed really along um, because people had to come to work they wanted to be close, so it transformed it yeah. and it for me it was an example of how business can actually transform economies and lives of people etc so I, it was um and this time i was working in corporate banking so i spent some time um um going into some of the big corporates in in the UK going into their offices understanding what it was this was just before the credit crunch so the heady days of where people were sort of running businesses at uh, um, the fastest pace until you started to hear the rumours in terms of what was about to happen etc etc and which eventually sort of led to the crash Um, so being there at that time helped me because I then could understand certain things that business schools can teach you I, I, I can relate to that. I can relate to that. So yeah. post, post UK, what happened next? So I, I got an opportunity to come back home um, to work with Barclays in Ghana. They were looking for a consumer banking director at the time because at the time Barclays had been through a massive expansion of his retail franchise and they wanted somebody to come and consolidate the gains. Um, and so I was tapped on the shoulder to come. Um, and as uh, a gentle tap. <laughs> <laughs> interesting you ask. It was a very interesting question because I had started working with corporate banking and I was looking to develop a bit more there because I spent a lot of time doing retail but it was a great need for barclays and I was working with barclays at the time so the tap was a little bit uh, no, harder than, than just a gentle one but I um, I gracefully uh, accepted the challenge and, and, I, and I came down and uh, I spent four years because obviously having gone through the massive expansions to consolidate there was loads of things that had to be put um, and efficiencies that had to be gained, etc. So, we spent uh, myself and the team spent a lot of time working with some um, great friends of Springboard. Um, at the time, um, um, Kudra Diamonds was working with me there, uh, Ben Deborah was the RM, oh, okay. Um, and uh, Abno Seppuku a we were right. all together, right. As a very young leadership team, um, interesting how they all went ahead to, to do big things, absolutely. Absolutely, I think that the experience we had was very uncomfortable, but it was it helped us to grow, um, because it was a burning platform we needed to make sure that we consolidated against. And uh, through that, you learn, as they say, necessity is the mother of uh, most inventions. So, through, the, through that, we learned, uh, comfort and
1: growth. Bit. You mentioned two things that you 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 batch together, but which most people find. Uh, with a bit of disquiet, discomfort, and you say, but that is what leads to the growth. Will that be your message to a young person on the leadership train, being taken through some very uncomfortable experiences that you literally would rather not go to?
5: Um, Albert, I've, I have found um, in my life's journey, and I'm still sort of hopefully not... Uh, by by no means uh, over yet in terms of the lessons to learn but i have found that uh, with most development comes a little bit of trauma and discomfort um and you know we used to read about the fact that before jesus started his ministry he had to go into the desert and he was really hungry and he had to be tempted but we see it if you like very much like a, a story but um in real life as well i think before you can move to another level i my my, my my experience teaches me that it comes unless a seed first dies, it really cannot grow. So, it, it, I've learned to start to associate the two together and see most discomforting situations as an opportunity uh, to develop and an opportunity to grow. How how big is faith, your personal faith, in your life? Well, but absolutely, I think that is a defin- defining a defining defining uh, feature of, of my life. Um, I I truly believe that uh, the world we live in um, is only a subset. And I believe that the physical world has a very strong link to the spiritual world. I believe the spiritual world is what governs the affairs of the physical world. Um, And therefore, um, to navigate the physical world, um, you, you actually need to have some sort of link into the spiritual because that's where, that's where you'll find most answers. If You like that's what the constitution of living here is, uh, is. And obviously we've been very privileged and blessed to be given clues like the Bible, etc. We've been given some role models who've sort of uh, helped me. So that for me has been my life. I mean, for example, I'm always indebted to uh, the Metropolitan Archbishop of Cape Coast, His Grace uh, Archbishop Palmer Bako. We call him Father Bako because for 10 years he was... Uh, my he's, a cha- big, he's a big, big springboard. Yes, yes. I don't yes. know whether
1: to call him faculty alumnus. He's been on the platform a number of times. Yes. He's so popular on this platform. Yes, it's yes. incredible.
5: Yes. I mean, for 10 years, me, myself, and some of my colleagues from Achimota School had the privilege of him being the Catholic Chapel, uh, uh, chaplain. Um, and being Catholic, I spent a lot of time uh, with, with, with him. Um, um, and so my formative years... Um, was spent with uh, someone or a man of faith who wasn't just, if you like, a man of faith by title, but uh, was, was very practical. Um, and he, he led me into the love of the Bible um, in pursuit of uh, the understanding of, of God and, 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 uh, and uh, the Christian life. Uh, On a timeline... Let me finish on the timeline because I'm drawing something and I'm almost there. <laughs> so you're back in Ghana. Yes.
1: You're back doing something here in Ghana, consolidating. Let's end it on the timeline and end up back in you. <laughs> Who was
5: next? So after I'd done, so I did about six years doing that work, and at that time I'd now done 15 years in in Barclays. So. I began to want to see what else existed um, in the world apart from apart from Barclays. And I, I got an opportunity to go and work in uh, Stanbic Bank as Executive Director for Personal and Business Banking. It was a great uh, opportunity in my view because it combined the retail elements I'd learned and combined a bit of the corporate I'd also learned as well because the business banking franchise was quite a significant one in there. And uh, Stanbic at that time had also just going through a, 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 an implementation of, of the franchise of personal and business banking. And so my mandate was to work with the team to see it grow. So it presented a, a, an opportunity for me to make an impact, which it tends to be what guides me. So I, spent, I then moved to Stambi. I spent uh, seven glorious years working wow. with the team there. Um, and, and And together we actually succeeded in growing the business into a very strong franchise that we, we, we were all very proud of. Um, and so that uh, wonderful time came to an end uh, late last year uh, when I, I, I saw the, the UMB opportunity to come, to come and work with the team in UMB as well. You, you say it very modestly, <laughs> to,
1: the opportunity to come and work with the team. I'm <laughs> sure that all along going through that program, the leadership development program, for everyone on that program, your ultimate is to become an MD, a CEO, C-suite at the very highest level. I'm sure when this opportunity came, you said, "There it is. Let's talk about that one." How, how did you feel? Just angling for it, getting it, being notified.
5: So, I mean, I spent. I spent, it was a relatively short period. Um, I spent maybe a month or two in conversations about how, about the, the role and about uh, uh, what, what it could do for me. Because you see, one of the things I do is, even though I, I love the fact that I'm, I'm a CEO and an MD, and I love the fact about all the attention it brings, um, etc., I'm very much more attracted to the impact. I can make to a role, um, be- that for me drives me more. So when the UMB opportunity came, I'd spend a lot of time introspecting to, un- to see if it was something I could add value to. Uh, Would I you have, you become, have said
1: but, no if you didn't convince yourself?
5: Um, in the past, I have said no to some opportunities that I thought I couldn't add value to. Um, because with um, mean, the
1: benefit of hindsight, think you think you're right?
5: Yes, yes. I, I mean, in the past, there have been other jobs I've also angled for and they didn't happen. But after two, three years, I've sort of figured out uh, maybe they weren't the right ones um, in there. So that has taught me to be a bit more um, uh, stated in terms of how I make decisions. Because sometimes it looks very good from the outside, but if you don't spend a bit more time reflecting on what it is you can do. Because, well, at least for me personally, Um, If I did a job, and in my heart, I knew I didn't give the best to the job. Even if outwardly people correlated me and said nice things, I would not be able to sort of feel comfortable within myself. So that's one of the reasons why I I try very much to, um, if you like, take my time nowadays to to, to sort of reflect a little bit. And the U of B opportunity, I know there was one crucial week When discussions were almost getting to a head um, and I had to take time out to sort of really think and really prayerfully reflect and see is this something that I think um, will give me an opportunity uh, to make an impact Um, and then then, and and it was a bit daunting um, in terms of uh, in terms of that but uh, eventually um, I decided to sort of uh, take us a step of faith and hope that hope
1: and pray. Congratulations. Thank you. I can now congratulate you. Thank you. (laughs) So what we've done in the past, in the first part of this conversation, Nana Bene, is to find out the person who stepped into this role and for the benefit of our viewers and listeners I'm sure that when you when we hear somebody's become empty you're like wow it's good for him <laughs> it's natural if I, I you, you can't you can even envy him and it is, it's always good but when when you get to hear the journey the person has walked through two things happen to you you, get, you begin to appreciate how they have been prepared for their role and then also you begin to have confidence that the right person is handling your bank. And then, therefore, you can continue to do business and you can also reach out and then be part of this unfolding story that we are sharing here on Springboard, a virtual university. A very fascinating conversation with Nana Jumo Bene, the new chief executive officer of the UMB Bank. Springboard is brought to you by the Springboard Roadshow Foundation in partnership with your superstation, Joy 99.7 FM. We are live on Facebook and also on YouTube and this is a conversation that I'm sure every aspiring leader listening to is learning from. And of course, those in the middle belt are saying, this is how to get to the top. And if you missed it out, I'm going to share some highlights very shortly. But Springboard is brought to you in partnership with MTN, MTN Pulse, Just Be, UMB Bank, UMB Speed Up, Bank, Let's Go, and the Enterprise Group Enterprise, Your Advantage. So in the first part of this conversation, Nana Ben has been walking us through his journey we've been finding out his cultural orientation or ability to understand human cultures and compare the cultures of different people across the world with that of different segments of people in ghana we also are finding out that he has an interest in history and the evolution of people and very importantly he also has a strong faith that undergirds his work. We are finding out that he's come to the role with over two decades of experience, largely in banking, which he hopes to bring to bear in the UMB Bank. Mm-hmm. As you, you start work on this role, of all the experiences you described, it, it, it would almost seem like every next role was an aggregation of all the learnings from the previous role, or an amalgamation of sorts. At this role,
5: what do you bring to the role? Albert, oh, thank you. And, and that was a good summary, by the way. I, I, I now appreciate why, why you're good at what it is that you do. So. <laughs> I love doing this. <laughs> so I keep going there, yes. I think, what do I bring to the role? Again, hmm. so firstly, Albert, I believe very strongly that every role that you take comes with and I know the word is sort of overused, but it comes with some sort of anointing. There's something that is added to it. I don't like that word. Um, I think yes. it's, it's limited when we use it for all these spiritual things. Yes, absolutely. I think, I think it comes to in, in all the roles that I've done, um, there have been times when ideas have just occurred to me or things have just asked me to ask a certain question, etc. For, for me, it's uh, making sure that um, our customers experience us not only as a Ghanaian bank, but a Ghanaian bank that has, if you like, international standards in the way in which we we serve them and in the way in which we, 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 we treat them as well. Um, the other thing that excites me about this role is that uh, at UMB now, one of our key strategies is SME and bringing innovative uh, products and services to our SME team. And I mean, throughout the years that I've been working, throughout the turbulence in economy, etc., you will always find two, three, four local indigenous Ghanaian companies that have survived through it all and are still thriving businesses. Yes, a number of them couldn't, but a number of them have survived as well. So it gives me great pleasure to be able to assist, help and support them with financial services and then spawn new businesses as well. So one of the things UNB has that excites me, for example, is the incubator where young people with business ideas can come in and uh, receive some sort of help from staff, customers who have the technical expertise or some knowledge that helps them to also start to sort of grow businesses as well. Let's stay with this incubator idea because
1: we have had a privilege of working with many young people on the two others COVID-19 recovery uh, period. and. It's brought the core program that we worked on Brought us very close to young people Not just in the regular formal sector Where we've operated over the years But in this particular instance Since June last year In the informal sector The local language speakers The semi-rural areas And I can tell you that The business support for SMEs Is understated It is huge It's huge So tell me about the incubator and how that could be a response to that need.
5: but the more and more I interact with uh, younger people now, I mean, maybe four years ago I had the opportunity to attend the first hackathon in uh, KNUS University where students got together uh, using technology and in 48 hours had to come up with a business idea that they had fleshed out. And I was completely blown away, very fascinated uh, young people could just come together and come up with a business idea and come up with a way to implement it in just two days. Um, that is a complete mind shift from where uh, traditional businesses uh, do things now. And, and, and they possess a lot of a can-do spirit. I mean, I speak to a lot of young people. They are not looking for employment. No. They are actually looking to set up their own businesses. Absolutely. Uh, when we finish school... We were writing i mean twenty thirty CVs, and our main prayer was to get to work uh, in an organization so there's a complete shift now on, um, and I think that it is both our responsibility and a responsibility and an immense opportunity to help um, uh, such a future business uh, owners and leaders um, to to be able to fashion their businesses properly um, and to avoid some certain pitfalls that you inevitably will come, will come. Will you don't always get a CEO to be in the studio. So let me ask you, so if there's a young person listening right now who's,
1: who wants to take advantage of the incubator program, I want I to understand what exactly they will get. You mean they can walk into the bank at any branch and ask about the
5: incubator and they, would, they can get access to guidance for their business? So our incubator center is based in Medina. And the idea about the incubator is that when a young person walks in and wants to register to do business there, we look at what the business idea is. Firstly, we provide space for you to be able to come maybe have a few meetings and, and also spend some time uh, doing your sort of office work because most of them can't sort of uh, rent places. And then also with, within our, our staff, we have people who have technical expertise that the young people might be looking for. So we organize sessions where they could be mentored if you like or go through some sort of processes be it a legal issue you might be having etc um and and your so capacity we we yeah. do have some capacity okay some capacity announce the number <laughs> they should call or reach out to or how they can
1: get help with this yes,
5: is a good thing yes I mean, we do have some capacity and, and the good thing about life now is that everything doesn't need to be physical yes so, they can reach out to you um, so there is the virtual aspect part of it as well which we 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 also promote to be able to sort of help and obviously the idea is simple us and when the businesses start to emerge um that is our future pipeline of of businesses that well, now, get, us we, yeah. get, get us the
1: number they can call get us the I number they can call right here, yeah, live live <laughs> there. get us the number that they can call because really i can tell you what for many people listening out there, this is not talk talk I'm telling you, you will be surprised at how many... And we are here on the Virtual Investing. A year from now, we're going to be able to call somebody and say, the person heard about the incubator when you were talking, and they reached out and they go help, and this is where they are. Absolutely. Listen, if you are listening to us, this is the number to call, 030-0302. 666 331. If you call it again, please call again. 0302 666 331 is the number to call. And I'm going to keep this here. Yes. I remind people
5: again. Absolutely. To access the incubator product. Is that one of the things you'll be driving as Yes, yes. So what, what I actually wanted to add to that is that it's all work in progress. We are, all, we are trying to build it up. I mean, we started with one. We're seeing how the numbers are going, how to try and build it up. But it's one of those areas that I'm very passionate about. So
1: let me, let me, let me broaden the scope a bit. So the theme of Springboard for 2021 is repositioning. We say we want to um, review the past, redesign the present, and then reimagine the future. Sitting here as UNBCU, how does that, that theme
5: resonate with you? It does quite resonate with me, Albert. For example, when when I started banking. We, we used to write a lot of ledgers, yeah we used to stay up late passing entries um because maybe that day there's been very heavy traffic etc um fast forward uh compu- i mean those days computers were few and far between fast forward that's become the part of our life we've now moved into robotics um and uh, ai technology um and that's p- presenting all of us with new and exciting ways of doing business faster uh, without errors and allowing our staff to focus more on the building relationships with the customers rather than just sort of passing sort of vouchers so all of us have to now reposition ourselves in terms of the service we, we we offer and i believe that banks are all moving towards advisory now because the human beings will now the freedom to do more of advisory work uh, rather than to do, if you like, the operational, transactional sort of uh, work that we we sort of find ourselves in. Um, Also, up until maybe 10 years ago, we only saw uh, competition as other banks. In 2021, our competition does not certainly end with banks alone um, because with the emergence of mobile money and all sorts of uh, wallets that we've got in now, People actually have access to financial services without necessarily going to, to a bank. And, and therefore, as banks, we also have to become a bit more agile um, in terms of how we service customers, how we make sure that we bring their services to the doorsteps of the customer, so that we can also play that game. Because um, that mobile phone that we all hold has now become a central point. For most things that we do I'm going to come to you on that but
1: let me read you something some research that I pulled out from from my training notes about customer expectations and nothing that will surprise you from this it says today's customer expects fully personalized financial advice from banks shaped by their personalized their personal circumstances so it includes analysis of their spending habits and advice on how to manage their money. Second expectation, they expect to be able to switch seamlessly between physical banking and digital channels. Two things. How does that
5: tie into your strategy? It does. So for a bank like UMB, the last few years, we've spent a lot of uh, resources Um, investing heavily in building an infrastructure that allows us to be more digital in line with the strategy of providing more digital services to particularly our SME and our retail sort of customers Um, and therefore having spent all that money then the time has now come for us to sweat uh, those assets. Um, and some of it we will have to do in-house, some of it we will have to do through collaborations um, about people who are already there offering these things and partnerships because that has now become, if you like, the way to go uh, now. No, Even the, the giants like Apple, etc., who used to be very closed, are now opening up into collaborations because that's a new world in which we find ourselves in. Um, and so that's where Uh, our strategy bringing the strategy to life uh, having to go the other thing now is that people don't want to wait um, because it's it's instant gratification Um, people are used to going on Facebook and getting quick responses people are used to buying things off the net and immediately happening it. and so whatever services we are offering has to mirror That length of time to gratification, that immediacy that we sort of need. And these are challenges that um, we in traditional banking have to confront because our models have been built on a certain process uh, which may not necessarily offer very shortened uh, sort of timelines. So these have become now, if you like, the burning platforms for Mm -hmm. us. Um, which is why I talk about collaboration. What about the the, the effects of COVID on banking? Yeah, so I was having a discussion with uh, one of my friends in banking the last time and saying if COVID had happened maybe 10 years earlier, it would have been disastrous for most banks because we were not prepared to work with our customers virtually. Uh, Fast forward, when COVID happened, um, we at least could immediately respond with some level of minimized service uh, to our clients because of some of the investment. But what COVID has taught us as well is that this intimacy with the customer over and beyond the physical location, it's a big priority um, because you, you must find a way to offer 100% of services to the customer without them coming to you. And, and, and that alone is a big, tall order uh, for, for banks like us, who have spent years building our models, which includes an assumption that at a stage, there will be an interaction. Does it increase the pressure on you? It does, but it's exciting because there are, there, are, there are solutions out there. There are tools out there. So it's just that will to prioritize and, and work together for us to be able to get into that. Let's
1: thing. explore one more thing before we, we, we wrap up with your person and mm-hmm. your your fears, your loves mm-hmm. and everything. So let's find out um, one more thing from my from my notes. The average customer has only 25% of their wallet with a single bank. And 69% of customers who plan to leave their bank say it was rather due to poor service than poor products. Final one. By the end of last year, Customer experience overtook pricing and product as the key brand differentiator. All these three things speak to service. What should your stakeholders expect about the quality of service under a tenure? So
5: Albert, I'm very, am very, very, very passionate about how we. Direct the number of days. Yes. <laughs> very, very passionate about, and, and sometimes uh, for people who work with me, that passion comes a little stronger than than um, than they prefer when it comes to how we deal with our customers. You, tell you what, you know, the first real job I did was in Uganda as head of retail. Even though I was head of retail, my office was based in the branch. So there was a branch manager, but outside of retail, my office was in the branch. And it was such that when customers came into the branch and they were unhappy, they knocked on the door and just came in and ranted, whether you were in the middle of a meeting or not. And it was one of the most useful experiences I've ever had because the barometer was very, very immediate, you could tell. Uh, And I think that has sort of formed... Me in terms of and you Uganda, my name to Kumarsi. Yes, absolutely. And then I began to
1: trace their personality as you described it and how the complaint will come. That, that, that's, very that's
5: absolutely. <laughs> For me, I believe that our success lies with a customer at a time. Our success lies on a single-minded focus on every customer experience. It requires us to make sure that we have the right appropriate customers, but it also means that we have to spend sleepless nights until we get to the point where the customer is, um, is satisfied. Now, I'm not um, oblivious to the fact that that is um, not quite what our, our, our industry now stands for. And that there's a lot of work to be done, but I, 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 my, my, my objective is that we try our to get to that point because when we start to succeed there, all the others sort of fall into place. Um, the other thing that I'm very really passionate about is ensuring that. Um, we have the right to maintain alliances license to do banking in the country which speaks to ethics and speaks to integrity and then speaks to uh, a, a relationship with our regulators that enables us to continue to do business so th- those for me are the two key areas that uh, um, i will be focusing on yes let me find out the
1: person behind the person
5: do you any sport hmm I used to play tennis long ago, but now I'm more, if you like, sedate, which is more I should, the I golf should get you back type. on the tennis court. Yes. I still
1: play tennis, even though I have a little shoulder injury.
5: Yeah. Yes what about does. your fears? What do you fear? Hmm. I fear small planes, especially when there's turbulence. <laughs> <laughs> Small place. The next time you bought a plane, <laughs> I'll expect them to increase the size of plane a little for you. I when know. they are booking the flight, <laughs> you should book one that is bigger. You know, tell you what, Albert, when I was in school and I used to, I grew up on campus, as you know, my dad was a, a lecturer, so we grew up on, on campus and we used to dream about flying all the time and living the life um, as we sort of uh, envisaged it. So the first times I started to fly, it was very exciting. Then I work. Now, enable enabled me to fly more and more. I, become, I became more afraid. It's very ironic. But the more I flew, the more scared I became about what it is that this going to happen. Yeah, so that remains one of those sort of... Uh, How big is family? You know? How big is family? Big. Well, family. for me, families. I mean, I come from... Uh, my brothers and sisters were six. Um, so, and we grew up in a very big, boisterous uh family family life even with the extended family as well i i have uh, four children with uh, my wife amy and uh, so we we spend. we are also if you like in the modern world not a small family but family is very important to me i think that that is the one way in which i find myself grounded um the children want to be debunking well, oh, I, I, do, I don't encourage them why? to do it. I, I think I think for I, I think it's for me, it's yes, absolutely, <laughs> and it's good for everybody to find a path that excites them. Because I, I think the reason why I've been able to stay so long in banking is I, I really find it ex, I really find it exciting. What did they found it exciting? Sorry. What did they found it exciting? What they did, they, they, they give me. They'll have my absolute blessing because I I really believe that um, whatever you do. Will become mundane. So if you if it doesn't excite you, you won't survive. Two quick ones. What, what would you say to somebody starting the journey?
1: You, you talked about your first arrival at UNB, starting your career. I can remember those terms, the Christnatis. It was the UN. It was almost like that was the place to start your life from or go when you wanted to be a banker. Um, so um, if in, if somebody starting their career right now, what would be your advice to them?
5: I think my advice for, one, them, word one word is hope hope yes I think so many times we, 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 we beat ourselves down before we even start but I think that I can do things I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me for, for, for those of us who believe but that level of optimism and hope is what drives you on even when it becomes a bit challenging um, so that will be for me and, and the other thing is just avoid the sense of entitlement um because I, I, I just think that entitlement just drains you. Um and even if it didn't happen now, it would happen. Um, once you keep going at it, it it it, it always does. Right. This is what I this is what I
1: What do you see UMB five years from now?
5: Well, you did hear me talk about optimism and hope. And so when I think about UMB in five years' time from there, I want us to be one of the tier one banks uh in the country and I want us to be a leading Ghanaian indigenous bank in the country, so help us God. Wow.
1: I would have let you go, but you keep saying Ghanaian, Ghanaian, Ghanaian. So let me let you sign off on what you love about this country.
5: You know, Albert, I think all the time about when I was in primary school, and I know I'm maybe betraying my age. You know, we used to say the pledge... Yeah, national player, yes. yes. I promise on my own. I ear. promise on my honor to be faithful the lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. I don't hear it anymore. But I, those are the things for me that is Ghanaian. I, do, I, I dance. I love to dance, by the way. Right. Most, most, most of the traditional dances, I have, I have some sort of skills in most of the so traditional dances. Those things for me are proudly Ghanaian. For the buckle... Uh, 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 we have yes. a lot of days for him in We call him yes, some And he said he also dances. We used to have a lot of his birthday parties when we we're in Himoto School. Okay. And, and he was he was a good dancer as well. And I, I love that. I love uh, the fact that there are so many and hidden parts of Ghana that nobody knows. Okay. We have all these lovely tourist places. Oh, yeah, we we went after to come for the night. Of and and I'll telling you something, absolutely. Like it, was, it was just an
1: experience in yeah. the life yes, We a, do quite a bit of domestic tourism. Anyway, let me. Present this autographed copy of our favorite books, Comfort and I. Mm-hmm. One thousand and one tips for an outstanding life, and I, I think this book is so suited to you and to this conversation. Maybe the color even matches your tie. So this is the this book is for you. Um, just autographed for you, celebrating leadership. To the now, from Albert and Comfort, February 2021. It comes to the prayer that God will guide you, God will lead you. And your tenure will see the bank rise to the highest height. So, this is it from today. Thank, thank you so I much. Can't ask I can't mean, to dance, it. but look, <laughs> in the, look in the camera and and speak one or two. This camera and speak one or two words in Swahili to closest. Ah.
5: Since you said so. you speak
1: Swahili, oh, just
5: do, just do. So. Nashukuru, Nashukuru in Swahili is, you know, Asante Sana is thank you, but Nashukuru means I'm deeply grateful. Mm. So Nashukuru, Nashukuru. Out of
1: oh, <laughs> <Lord of laughs> All right, so this has been that additional springboard that I've enjoyed, just just hanging out, I've and personal with Nana Jumot-Bene, the new CEO of UMB Bank. We've tried to find out the person behind the role, the journey that has brought him to where he is, his aspirations for the bank. The challenges is trying to unravel, the need of today and the hope for tomorrow. And his closing thoughts, which he said in Swahili, were what? Nashikuru. 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 So from me to you, it is (laughs) Nashikuru. My name is Albert Okran, saying God bless you. And on behalf of Comfort and the entire crew, God bless you, God bless you, and God bless you.